think a fruitful way to read the gospel is, you know, sense in an, in an examination of conscience, right? So what is Jesus saying to me individually, to me directly? And this parable gives us a great way to do that, to go through each one of these invitations and to ask the Lord and to ask ourselves before the Lord, am I in this group? And even to be more precise and to be more introspective and to ask, are there areas in my life in which I am in this group? So if we were to do that, you know, in the first time he dispatched his servants to invite guests to the wedding feast, but they refused to come. Well, we're all here, so we could immediately say, well, I'm here, so I, didn't ref- I haven't refused to come. But we can press further and ask the Lord, are there areas in my life in which I'm refusing to come, in which I'm re- refusing to come to the wedding feast that the Father has prepared for the Son? And we'll do this not in a disposition of fear or shame or, or fear-mongering or guilt-tripping or any, any of these things, but with the Lord, with the Lord inviting us into a deeper relationship with Him. And then he goes on and he sent more, he sent other servants to invite guests again. And the response was, some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. Now we all have our duties and responsibilities, so Jesus wouldn't want us to forego those. But in a spiritual sense, in a deeper sense, are we avoiding his invitation and are we keeping busy by, quote unquote, tending to our farm and to our business? Right, unnecessarily keeping away from him, or even while we are tending to our farms and to our businesses and to our duties and obligations, are we doing those with the Lord, or are we being distracted from him? And then others mistreated him and killed him. In which ways are we being aggressive towards Jesus? And we can, you know, we can do this, again, with the Lord, with his, with his gaze of mercy, with his gentleness. And we can go all the way down to the bottom, and in there, he says, there was a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. And because he was not dressed in a wedding garment, he was cast into darkness outside. So that immediately, immediately raises the question, what is this wedding garment? And it's a worthy consideration to just pause and think about what that could be and And that can be done in our own prayer. But we can also look at the saints and the doctors of the church for guidance. And there's a homily by St. Augustine in which he asked this very question. What is that wedding garment then? And then he goes through some, some possibilities. For example, some may say that it's the sacraments. And his litmus test, so to speak, is... What is it that's found in the good, in the good people, but not in the bad people? That's what the the wedding garment is. And it's worth, if you just Google Matthew 22 and St. Augustine, it'll come up. It's worth reading in full. But to to this point, to this question, what is the wedding garment? He's looking for what is common among the good, but not present in the bad, in the evil. And he goes through various possibilities, one of them being the sacraments, one of them being presence at Mass. And he goes on to rule them out because it says, well, I find the good and the bad among the sacraments. 
among those who are baptized, among those who are receiving the Eucharist, even among those that are, that are going to confession. So that can't be it. So there's something else. And so he finally presses to the bottom and he says, and he quotes St. Paul, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. And he goes on to explain what that is and to expound on it. He goes on to expound on that. So charity, that is the wedding garment. Pure charity, clean heart. And it's not something that we do ourselves. And that's what we heard in the first reading and in the psalm. God himself said, I will give you a new heart and place a new spirit within you, taking from your bodies your stony hearts and give you new natural hearts. And if we can just remember one thing, one way of proceeding into this, into this relationship with the Lord, is the line from the psalm. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. So that's a prayer that we can carry into this examination of conscience and into our daily lives. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me.